Hello, World of Podcast listeners. My name is Daryl Irby, the Evangel Coach, the Gospel Minister who is an executive coach. I'm the producer and host of the Evangel Coach Podcast, the primary communications platform for Daryl and Serby Inc., a global community change agent, leading transformations of diverse communities of people worldwide by impacting with influence, beliefs and behaviors, mindsets and motivations, paradigms and practices via various platforms and stages. Thank you so much for leaning in to listen to this episode, this special feature episode of the Incline to Improve series of short seminar episodes of the Evangel Coach Serial Podcast. This episode, which will be entitled The Productivity of Leadership, has a dual purpose in the episodic library of the Evangel Coach Podcast. As forementioned, it is a regular episode of the Incline to Improve series of short seminars. Additionally, however, it is the introductory session of a masterclass on leadership advancement taught by myself and Daniel Eights of Eights Coaching. Daniel is an ICF credentialed professional certified coach, a leadership trainer, and an emotional intelligence expert helping individuals and organizations to navigate transformation with emotional intelligence. We are blessed to have Daniel with us today as my co-host, and he will be sharing this platform with me throughout the Masterclass on Leadership Advancement as we engage in interactive instruction to help leaders, especially ministerial leaders, to advance beyond their present place of leadership performance to a pursued place of premier leadership performance. I'm going to pass the mic to Daniel now to introduce himself in a more detailed fashion, after which I will return with a few facts about myself, my vision and my mission, and information on how you can access the Leadership Masterclass. Daniel, how are you today? I'm doing great, Daryl. It's good to be with you. Absolutely. It's great to be with you, too. I'm so glad to have you with me today. We are blessed and we are fortunate to have you with us today. Tell us, um, take some time, as much time as you'd like, Daniel, and tell us about Daniel and what Daniel does. Great. Thank you. Um, Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to be joining Daryl on this podcast adventure. my name is Daniel Eights, as he said. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee, and my wife and I um, have four daughters, and we've been living in Asia since 2003, so we're coming up um, on 20 years of being in Asia. Uh, we were originally in China for 16 years and then transitioned to southern Thailand, where we currently live, uh, in January of 2020. Um, so uh, unique experience uh, being able to live from overseas. Uh, I have been involved with leadership development and coaching for over a decade now. Um, and really, my goal is to see people develop mental, emotional, spiritual, and relational maturity. Uh, I'm working with clients all over the world. I've had the opportunity to learn a few things about how people grow. Um, and I discovered that most systems are designed to find where your skills and opportunities and passions collide. They use one of those Venn diagrams with like the three circles that overlap. Uh, And these circles are like passions and interests, natural skills and talents. Um, What would you be willing to be paid to do? You know, what would you love to be paid to do? They promise that if you put those things together, the overlap is, is supposed to be what they call your sweet spot. The only thing left for us to do then is to find our way into that sweet spot. We make lists and um, we've, we've figured out what shows up in all three areas. Then we try to do more of those things. Um, but if you ever tried that process, you may have found like I did that it really wasn't that easy to do. Um, still a lot of, of unclarity and, and confusion um, and what ifs that go around in our minds. So um, certainly there isn't any feeling of arrival um, into that sweet spot. If anything, it, it feels more like a departure from what we want, I think. Um, that's been my experience. Um, so that's because our sweet spot was never meant to be a static, happy dot on a page, right? 
that's it isn't that real. That isn't how our lives work. That isn't the way the world works. Um, and uh, that isn't even really what I I think we want deep down. Um, so my uh, my understanding in all these years of, of doing the work that I do um, is that these Venn diagrams fail to include um, in all of those skills, passions, and resources um, are recognizing that they're all in, on the move. They're con- in constant motion, that we are on a lifelong journey, and a life is a series of ups and downs, ins and outs, struggles, arrivals, dark, light, pains, joys, you know, all happening in rhythms, um, often happening at the same time. And the dot in the middle, that thing that's supposed to represent your, quote, sweet spot, uh, yeah, that's that's not a dot. It's a complex emotional creature that has specific needs suited to your person, uh, personality for navigating the roller coasters of life. Um, so you can see that without understanding where we are in our emotional maturity, mental maturity, and relational capacity journey, that sweet spot will kind of evade us. In fact, I think it always evades us if we don't understand uh, where we are. So knowing that emotional, mental, and relational work that we have to do uh, through these life transitions uh, is a process. And we're looking to see how they're integrating and leveraging our skills and opportunities and passions. And it's what I call the, the state of convergence, where all that flow is happening together. So there are five areas of convergence living that we must consciously be aware of if we're going to experience our lives in a healthy and joy-filled way. Um, one are my skills, talents, strengths. How do I leverage them? Uh, the second one is what resources and opportunities do we have around us that we can tap into? Uh, the third one is, what are my passions and interests and how do I nurture them? Five is, what is my destiny or purpose? How do I move towards that? And number five is, do I uniquely, uh, how do I uniquely process transition along the way as I'm on this journey of discovery? So um, all of that to say, Daryl, I love journaling, journeying with individuals and groups, finding these dynamic answers, not static, simple, contrite answers to all of these questions. Um, the result of embarking on that kind of a quest that these questions point to uh, will not be a certificate or a souvenir or in my world internationally, a visa upon arrival sticker in your passport. Um, rather, what they require um, and what my unique coaching relationship equips them, equips them with is a map and a compass, and a joy-filled relational focus for the rest of their journey through life. So that's a little bit about what, what I do and what I have a lot of joy and passion around. Wow. Wow. Um, what, what an exciting just um, resume and um, agenda um, for what you do um, for the kingdom also, Daniel. Hey, Um, Hopefully you don't mind me asking you a few questions for clarification for myself as well as for our audience. Is that okay? Sure. Absolutely. Um, So, so tell me this, um, as I was listening to you, um, what are, what are, are there any differences, um, like glaring differences that you notice between um, uh, where you're at now in Asia and when you were in uh, China, so the difference between um, China and Southern Thailand, as far as the people go, um, the cultures, um, and how that impacts what you do and how you do it. Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, every culture is different, correct? Um, China is a unique one. Um, it's one of the most unique and different cultures that I've ever lived in. Um, very different uh, values, very different uh, expressions of how they live, how they pursue uh, what their purpose is, what their values are for their um, advancement, the relationships. Um, whereas in, in the West, we're very individualistic and it's all about us moving up that corporate ladder. Uh, the Chinese are very um, collective in nature. So it's all about the relationships and who you, you know, we say in America, it's not what you know, but who you know, but that is the foundational 
um, understanding and system for for the Chinese people. And then uh, in a place like southern Thailand, or in, in the nation of Thailand in general, um, it's so different from China because one, it's it's a constitutional monarchy. They have a king, um, and then a representative government un- underneath it. It's one of the only countries that's never been colonized uh, by the West, um, and uh, obviously it's not uh, communist uh, like China is. So all the security restrictions and all the communist ideals that govern China don't exist here in Thailand, um, and you can really tell a difference in how freedom uh, and that freedom of to 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 live out from underneath a lot of those expectations and controls um, really creates a, a different conversation with the people here. Hmm. Wow. That is that's so so interesting. So then that causes me then to um, want to ask you another question and I don't mean to drop these on you as surprises but you are an expert I think you're going to deal with it just fine so um, <laughs> let, let's let's go further with that so even in um, conversations with your clients you know whether they are uh, from China from Thailand from uh, the United States or Let's take it even further. Let's say um, different cultures in general, say um, African-American, Latino. um, How um, does emotional intelligence or helping people with emotional intelligence, how might that differ um, based upon cultures? the different culture and how important is it that you when you're trying to help someone to advance their leadership advance their lifestyle how important is it that you take that culture into consideration as it relates to an emotional intelligence mm-hmm. yeah actually it's it's extremely important to be able to understand the the different cultures that you're working among and working with uh, and being able to uh, bridge the gap in the culture that I come from uh, and being able to understand theirs. Like I, I need to be moving towards them. Um, I think it's, I think all of us should be moving towards one another, um, not expecting people to enter into my world and my thinking. Um, and w- again, whether, like you said, whether that's in Asia versus Western cultures, or even within the the diversity that's in the U.S. Um, There's uh, tools that I use, training I've received around uh, cultural values. Uh, So some some cultures are very individualistic. You know, it's all about the individual. Um, And the other end of that spectrum is collective. It's all about your family, all about um, you're not just one person, you're part of a group. Um, like my understanding of um, uh, Latino culture is is that right? So um, white European, you know, an American culture kind of has this individualistic drive. Latino cultures and in Latin America, South America, as much more collective. Um, I even see that uh, and have experienced that in the African American community. It's much more family related. It's much more group connected. Um, and there's so much value that we miss out on when we don't understand uh, when you're coaching someone, where are they making their decisions from? Um, you know, if you're, you're talking to someone who's very individualistic, that coaching conversation goes towards what are you going to do? What's the decision you want to make? What's the obstacle you're going to overcome? And you're working with uh, someone with a cultural value that's more collective um, and group oriented. Those questions need to be changed to say, you know, who in your group is helping you make these decisions? Who in your, your sphere or your network do you need to connect with and, and ask about these action steps you're making? Um, how will they inform uh, what you're going to do and how is the decisions you're making with me as a coach going to affect, be a benefit to or a hindrance to your group? So it's uh, having the cultural understanding in that way um, is very critical in helping people find their source of maturity in emotional intelligence, relational uh, maturity, uh, even mental maturity, uh, is to recognize that all of that is in the context of the 
the culture that they live in, and we want to value that in such a way that they are able to get the most benefit out of the maturity they're receiving. I love that, Daniel, because as we talked about, um, as we have been preparing for this masterclass, um, we, we want to be relevant. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that is important as it relates to being relevant in the world that we're living in right now, and especially in the United States, is there seems to be, unfortunately, so much division between the cultures right now that, in my opinion, has been engendered by the individuals that we seek to serve, and that is people in leadership capacities. And mm -hmm. so you and I definitely want to uh, be relevant in what we are teaching so that we can help leaders to kind of close that gap between the cultures because um, we being believers, we being the children of God, we understand that God is all about unity. There is, yes. you know, one God, there is one faith, there is one baptism. That dividing wall of separation has been broken down. There is neither Jew nor Gentile. There is neither male nor female. So God makes it very clear in his word that he is not a God of separatism. He is not a God of division. He is yeah. not a God of supremacy of anyone. Yeah. There's only one supreme being. There's mm -hmm. no such thing as a supreme human being. So any <laughs> human being, no matter what their culture is, who claims to be supreme is out of order. And mm -hmm. so, wow, how relevant. We want to be relevant. Well, I think that that really comes into uh, what we're going to be doing as um, we are working with ministers to help them to up level um, their leadership. But not only do we want to help ministers, we want to help anyone who we can reach who's in a leadership capacity and that they understand that a primary goal of theirs has to be to close any gaps that cause separate separate uh, um, um, separations or separatism or or divisions um, mm -hmm. what is a team that is divided except not a team right mm -hmm. once a team becomes divided it is no longer a team correct correct yep mm -hmm. absolutely so um yeah and two is better than one the scripture says, because when one falls, the other will be able to lift the one who mm -hmm. has fallen. But mm -hmm. when there's separatism or division involved, um, mm -hmm. then what? When one falls, the other one looks and laughs and criticizes or judges for that one falling. But we are a team. You and I both mm -hmm. are engaged in helping people to know best how they can help other people in order to reach their goals. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. I like when you know you use the term relevant. You know, some people that scares them off in the US. Oh, you want to be relevant. We need to be as Christians in particular, like, oh, we don't want to be relevant. We wanna we wanna um be separate unto God, right? And it, it makes them feel nervous. But I love that you're using that word because I believe the same thing that we become relevant by understanding each other's culture, each other's experience. So I mean Obviously, I've bridged international cultures, but what we're talking about even in the in the U.S. is we're, we're bridging people's experiences and realities. Um, and to be relevant means I am willing to enter into their experience, into the way they have lived and experienced life in such a way that we can actually work together to produce change in both of our lives. And mm -hmm. to me, that's such a foundational thing of what you and I do as coaches 
working with leaders is I want them to recognize that who they are as an individual is relevant, one, to the kingdom of God, and two, relevant to the communities and the people that they're serving or reaching or doing business with, right? Like we, mm-hmm. Jesus, right? <laughs> Talk about relevant. Like he left mm-hmm. heaven to come to earth just to become relevant to the people he was coming to minister to, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He did. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he took upon our flesh. He mm-hmm. became one of us so that mm-hmm. he could be relevant and most be helpful towards us. Correct? Right. Yeah. It mean, To me, it means that relevant, um, uh, it means that we, we, we ca- again, we carry understanding. Um, like what's relevant to this conversation? Like when someone asked that question, what they're, what the meaning behind the word relevant is, what is the important parts that we need to understand in this topic that we're discussing? Right. And so mm-hmm. it, it really is about understanding, um, and then relating to all the important pieces that are involved in a conversation or the work or the task that you're, you know, that's what relevancy is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't really used this term as you and I have been talking over the last several weeks preparing for this podcast, but I just feel like there's something very important about that word of we want to bring that relevance to uh, the understanding and what's important into people's lives so that we can all grow and succeed together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if relevant makes anyone feel uncomfortable, what we really mean is let's be timely. Mm-hmm. Let's be timely because this is a time when we want to be engaged in, once again, closing the gap. What coaches do, you and I are both professional coaches. And what coaches do is coaches help people to close the gap that keeps them separated from where they are right now and where they want to be. Correct? So we're yeah. all about closing gaps and at least mm-hmm. in the united states right now there is there the, the gap is too wide between the cultures mm-hmm. the gap is too wide between the cultures um but it's not only here very clearly um the gap is too wide be- between the cultures in some other nations that are currently at war with one another right now mm-hmm. and so what a noble calling you and I have, and I believe all Christians have, is to close the gap. So um, one of the things that I wanted to say, and then I I, kind of want to advance with some more questions about what you said today, uh, Daniel. One of the things that I want to make very clear is that as much as this masterclass is going to be directed toward leaders and especially uh, ministerial leaders. It's important to understand that all believers are called to go into all the earth and make disciples of all nations. So there's no room for separation there. Mm -hmm. It's all about unity. If you're going to go into all nations, you're not going to be, as we'll talk about a little later when we get to my introduction, um, you're you're not going to be able to be a separatist. You're you're going to have to be able to go to them as a brother and Mm -hmm. a sister. You're going to have to go to them making it clear that you understand that they, like you, are created in the image of God and they are important to God and he wants to see them with eternal life. He wants to see them um, experiencing um, the fullness of life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're, God wants to see it for all of us, not some and not others, correct? Absolutely. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. You know, um, as you and I say, you know, that's one of the things that I think 
is um, so dynamic about being um, Christian coaches is that the Holy Spirit comes into the conversations. So you're exactly right. We hadn't talked about relevance, not using that word at any rate um, Mm -hmm. as we were preparing for these sessions. Um, However, the Holy Spirit has introduced it into this conversation. And wow, I think that it's been um, a great part of this conversation. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Daniel, let's, let's, let's go even further because as I talked about um, in uh, the introduction to this episode, um, that we're going to be helping um, ministers, uh, ministerial leaders, um, everybody, in fact, to um, up level their leadership performance so that they are more uh, productive as leaders and more um, effective as leaders. And so what that causes me to um, think about, and it is the reason why I believe God led me to you when I was looking for a partner for this masterclass, um, is uh, we want to be able to help everybody. So it doesn't matter whether or not you're Baptist, whether you're Methodist, um, whether you are Pentecostal. We believe that what we can offer will be beneficial to that leader, no matter what the denomination is. Because I'm not so sure that the division of denominations is God's best anyway. But (laughs) since it is what we have to work with, Uh since it is what we have to work with, we definitely want to be able to be of service to ministerial leaders, no matter what their denomination is. Am I right about that? Yeah, it really doesn't matter. You know, one of my core values is that the kingdom of God moves and grows at the speed of relationships. <clears throat> so while um, I do believe that that uh, doctrine is important, it's the, it's the guidelines by which we govern our lives. There's so much diversity there. And again, it's part of it is cultural values and and our experiences have led us to have these different understandings of how we can live out our life with God. That's why there's denominations, people that have had different experiences and living those out. And so I personally have, I uh, have a very eclectic Christian background um, and uh, very diverse uh, in my own spiritual experience. um, And I love that. Because I'm able to, uh, as Paul said, I can be all things to all men, whether that's to unbelievers in other countries where I'm sharing the gospel, or even just among different denominations. There are core commonalities that are the groundwork uh, for us being the body of Christ in our uh, sometimes extreme diversity uh, in the way that we view things. But you and I as coaches, it really, coaching doesn't matter what your denomination is or what your, your core doctrines are, is because we're helping you to tap into who you are in God and your sphere of influence and grow into, again, relational, mental, and emotional maturity. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, Daniel, let, let, let's 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 move a little bit more into um, introducing myself to the audience a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. The audience hears from me on a more regular basis than they hear from you. But um, just as an introduction to this master class, so that um, when people enroll in the master class, they will know a little bit about both of the instructors who are going to be instructing in an interactive fashion in that masterclass. So um, as a leadership performance advancement partner, I work with organizations and individuals through inspirational instruction, motivational messaging, and transformative group and individual coaching to close gaps that separate their present place of leadership performance and their place of premier leadership performance. Many entrepreneurs, organizational executives, and middle managers, as well as executive 
and senior pastors often experience complicated transitions and challenges such as declining profits, interpersonal conflict among team members, and other challenging life events within the leader's life. These challenges and transitions become obstacles to the achievement of their organizational performance initiatives um, by, um, by, 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 by causing um, challenges for that individual leader, potentially um, impeding or potentially preventing personal and professional goal achievement. And so anything that might affect the individual leader, of course, can also affect that organizational performance. Um, and when we're talking about the organization of the church, of course, that is of ultimate importance. So my unique and transformative group and individual coaching masterclass and podcast facilitates these leaders ability to navigate these challenges and trans and transitions with success. Um, the, the, how's that? How does that resound to you about what I do? Do you have any questions for me on that? Sure. I mean, it sounds amazing, Daryl. Um, I know you're amazing. Um, and what you've outlaid there, uh, um, outlined there is really amazing. So I'm interested um, that you help our uh, listeners to understand uh, more about um, what you do, unpacking this a little bit. Tell me what you and um, how you define leadership performance advancement partner. So, you know, first of all, um, I'll move to the end of that phrase. Because even though it is the last word in mm -hmm. that phrase, I think it is the primary word of that phrase. And that is partnership. Yeah, that is partnership. Uh, partnership is so key, Daniel. Um, I, I think that um, even God calls us to be his partners as he um, is... Um, seeking to call mankind to be reconciled to him. And the scripture says that we are ambassadors for Christ and that we are making the appeal mm. be reconciled to God. And so we are partners with him. He has yeah. a purpose of reconciling men to him and we have a proclamation of reconciling men to him and so mm -hmm. we are partners god is all about partnership and parenthetically let me say that that even reflects upon what you and i do hey coming from two different cultures um ethnically um, socially, we come from two different cultures and we work very, very well together as, as partners. That's what God wants. That's yes. what he wants. Not, not division. He wants partnerships. Um, and so that's the first thing that I do with leaders is I am their partnership, their partner, I'm sorry, in order to advance their, their leadership performance. I'm not there to diagnose their leadership uh, uh, shortfalls. I'm not there to criticize their leadership shortfalls. I'm not there to criticize them as a leader, but I am their partner learning from them what their goals are and then joining with them in order to achieve those goals because leadership performance is all about being productive first of all as a leader a leader must be productive a leader has goals that they want to achieve for their individual teams for the larger organization and they must be productive in order to achieve those goals. And then they must be effective. You cannot just go about achieving your goals 
any kind of way because that might not be effective. Let me say it like this. The end does not always justify the means. Yeah. And in fact, the means can eliminate the successful end Mm-hmm. If it's not a proper means, it can eliminate the end. I'll, I'll use that as an example. Um, here in the United States, at any rate, we're seeing now that we've had some leaders. We have some people still in leadership capacities who have attempted to use illegal means in order to achieve a goal that perhaps may have been a good goal, but that's not effective leadership. Right. Because those illegalities will zero out what their what their goals are. Yes. So mm-hmm. and so I want to partnership with them, not mm-hmm. only to be productive in achieving a goal but to be effective in using effective means in order to achieve those goals i love that um and so true <clears throat> that partnership is a, is a real key point of of uh as you were talking about earlier being relevant is is to be relevant is to be a partner with people that we don't know, understand, or maybe even agree with, but we can be relevant because we're walking in understanding. You know, one of the other things I like about uh, what you shared about what you do with leaders um, is because I'm realizing is that transition, because I'm realizing we both are really helping leaders make transitions in their, uh, their ministries or their businesses, overcoming difficult times, uh, different challenges, uh, navigating those challenges is, is transition. You and I both do that as coaches, and, and you mentioned that. Um, so I'm interested to know what what drives your passion to help these leaders in their difficult times of transition and challenge. I, I love the fact that you asked me that question, Daniel, because uh, you know I've been a leader longer in my life than not a leader. I've been in leadership capacities in my life more so than not in leadership capacities. And one of the things that I've learned is that leaders, like everybody else, they go through different transitions in their life. So what do I mean by a transition? When I say transition, I mean coming to a place in life that causes you to have to move from where you are to a different place. And sometimes, Daniel, that can be a very painful, a a very uh, embarrassing, a a very shameful transition. Mm. What I mean by that is, let's say you're a minister. And you are, of course, imperfect. From Genesis to Revelation, everybody who God called to be a minister, a ministerial leader, except for his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, has been, is, and will always be flawed. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we, with our moral failures can cause our own period of transition where Mm -hmm. people are looking at us as being undependable, unfaithful because of a moral failure. And it's difficult for a leader to know how to move from that place of having the the stain of moral failure on them to a place of where 
they can still successfully operate as a productive, effective leader. Hmm. I refuse to believe. I must refuse to believe because I've been called to help leaders to transition, to move beyond, to advance beyond even that moral failure transition. And so I refuse to believe that because you are a leader and you have a mishap, that you cannot advance beyond that to once again being a productive and an effective leader. I once heard a minister, Daniel, on TV say that when a minister has a moral failure in their life, there's no way that they will ever be able to effectively lead God's people. I don't find that to be true in the word. David and Jesus was, mind you, the son of David. <laughs> Jesus was in the line of, of, of King David. Mm -hmm. And David had a moral failure. And yet God did not decide at that time. Wow. Since David had a moral failure, Jesus will no longer be the son of David. He will now be the son of Joab. He did not say that. Mm -hmm. There is a way for a leader to move beyond the place of a moral mishap. Mm -hmm. There's a way for a leader of an entrepreneurial enterprise to advance beyond the place of economic failure. Yeah. It does not necessarily mean that they can no longer be an effective entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. They must just have a good coach like yourself or myself to help them mm -hmm. to find out, to explore and to discover the way to advance beyond that transition. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. When I think about that, there's it, just in my own life and what I've experienced um, in, in those years in China, I had some PTSD experiences um, and team conflict, different things kind of culminated in me having clinical depression and needing to find help for that. Um, and the Lord provided the right kind of help and, and support and medicine and, and his own presence and healing. Um, and uh, I've, I've received a lot of healing from my depression. Um, don't really experience that much anymore. And um, by the grace and the goodness of God. Um, and uh, that's part of what put me on the journey to become an emotional intelligence coach. Um, and uh, to be able to help people in this way is you're so right. People find uh, themselves in failure, um, whether it's moral, moral failure or just immaturity led to some bad decisions. Um, or sometimes people just feel lost and overwhelmed because they don't have what they need, didn't get the training or the equipment or the support or, um, you know, there's, uh, we talk about cultures, you know, that there's people that just didn't have the privilege that other people had. They've just been put down in so many different ways that they've not been able to, to pick themselves up because it isn't about just picking yourself up and doing better. We need one another to support one another, to encourage, build, and, and understand one another in order for us to grow. And that's where that emotional and relational maturity, that's why I throw the relational maturity in there as well, is because um, the brokenness that we all have um, is only healed through Jesus. And he says uh, in the scriptures that a big part of that healing by the Lord happens through his people. And so I believe you and I are instruments of, of God's healing and reconciliation power 
to help people to navigate these times of difficulty, sin, failure in such a way that they become, they step back into the redemption process and journey that God has for each of us, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me tell you, Daniel. So when I, when you said that, I thought about how when uh, my mother was going through a recent illness and it really was, that was a, a brief little transitional period for me. Um, that was a transitional period because I'm in a leadership capacity. In fact, so even when somebody who is very important to me is ill, I still must be a productive and an effective coach. I still must be a productive and an effective gospel minister. And I brought that to your attention because I think we had um, a preparatory session scheduled and I just did not feel up to that preparatory session, but more so than that, not feeling like it. I think I would have muddled through not mm -hmm. feeling like it. I had mm -hmm. to take that time to be with my mother. I'm not omniscient. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not omnipresent. Mm -hmm. I can't be in two places at the same time. And so when I brought that to your attention, though, thank God for where you've been at in your life, because you were so emotionally intelligent. You were so <laughs> sensitive mm -hmm. toward me. You took the time to pray for me. And then you followed up after you prayed for me to see how I felt once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm grateful for the fact that you've not had a life void of difficulty and challenges so then therefore you were able mm -hmm. to feel what I was feeling on my behalf I'm grateful right. for that mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that so you know um, let the leader who has current transitions or who has had historical transitions or will have no doubt transitions in the future be encouraged by that because it can be a part of equipping that leader to be effective correct yeah absolutely in fact i think that's where real maturity and real effectiveness happens when we can do it from a, a, a relationally mature emotionally and mentally mature place mm -hmm. um and so much of of what we do, even in, in traditional leadership training, uh, usually ignores the emotions and they, they ignore the relational aspects of it. It's just about what can I achieve? Um, and the kingdom of God is, is uh, that we love God and we love others um, in the same way that Christ loved us. Uh, and so in, in some small way, I feel like we're, we're, our small contribution to that is how do we help people walk out the love of God um, in their areas of, of difficulty in leadership and responsibility? Um, and uh, we get to do that in as relational coaches. Um, it's not just about helping them achieve the results, but how are you going to do it in a way that is, is, is um, healthy? in uh, that holistic sense of the word. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Well, Daniel, as much as I um, kind of uh, regret having to do so, we've got to bring this introductory session um, <laughs> to a close. Um, yeah. But um, I did want to, before we end this session, I wanted to say to our listening, our listening audience um, that this is, as I mentioned before, the introductory session to our masterclass on leadership advancement. Um, the masterclass on leadership advancement will be an exclusive series of podcasts that will be published on Apple Podcast as a subscription podcast that individuals, especially leaders, who 
will benefit from accessing that subscription will be able to access for um, $7.99 a month or a reduced rate of $79.99 for the entire year. This particular masterclass, um, we anticipate, will last for a total of nine sessions. This introductory session, seven sessions um, on an advanced coaching model, and then a final session on perfecting progress. And then beyond that, there will be other master classes to follow. I will publish in the show notes a link to where anyone who is interested in subscribing to the masterclass will be able to merely click that link and you'll be able to subscribe to the masterclass and to future masterclasses as well. Is there anything else that you would like to say before I bid farewell to our audience today, Daniel? Um, other than just, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, this masterclass that you and I are getting to do together. Uh, the things that we have prepared and planned, I think are going to be um, a huge benefit. Um, I think it'll be encouraging both um, spiritually, relationally, mentally, you know, bringing in that maturity and uh, just super excited to be doing this with you, Daryl. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it as well. And um, not only um, I've learned today, Daniel, not only will it be the stuff that we have prepared, that very clearly the Holy Spirit is going to insert some things as well. So I'm looking forward to a great time of learning over the next nine weeks and even moving forward into the future. Thank you so much, listening audience, for being here today. And I look forward to um, you being here with us for other um, episodes, as well as joining us for this masterclass. Have a great evening and be blessed.